Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Welcome back to America's Heroes Group, the Roundtable Community Outreach with the Red Cross. Today is Saturday, October 21st, 2023. October is Breast Cancer, Mental Health, Natural Disability, and Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Klamer, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith. Our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Arnold Productions. And we have a panelist with us as Christy Giles. She's a senior volunteer recruitment specialist responsible for a diverse and talented volunteer workforce throughout Central Maryland, my home state. Bernardo Vega, a Baltimore City Disaster Program Manager with extensive experience in disaster relief operations, mass care, sheltering, logistics, and planning. How are you guys doing today? Doing great today. Thank you. How are you doing, Ronaldo? Oh, doing good. Having a great day. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So now tell us about what's going on with the Red Cross and blood shortage and how urgent is this blood shortage that we have right now? Yeah, so for the – I'm sorry. Go ahead, Christy. I apologize. Go ahead, Ray. (laughs) No, no, go ahead. I had dropped off a little bit. I I came back in a little late. Excellent. Well, yeah, thank you for asking about that because right now there really is an urgent need for all types of blood to be donated. We know that there's um, no way to have blood for all of the needs. Every two seconds, somebody in the United States needs blood or plasma. So in order for that to be available for chronic illnesses, for surgeries, for accident victims, for sickle cell disease treatment, we need folks to come on out and donate blood. Um, There's definitely an urgent need now, and we're asking folks to come on out and join us. Uh, to donate blood. We actually have a campaign going on right now where those who donate by November 9th can receive a thank you e-gift for $10 to the merchant of their choice. So a little something to entice people to join us in um, giving life-saving blood. Now, Ronaldo, why is there such a shortage? I mean, I, when I drive down the streets of Chicago and I see all these different clinics that are popping up, these little blood donation centers like Plasma CSL and all these different ones, you know, they're all over the place. Um, how is there still a shortage of blood? Ronaldo? So I, yeah, so I'm going to um, – so for the blood questions, I'm going to defer to my colleague here, Christy. I'm on the disaster cycle services side. I'd be more than happy to jump in on that. But for the blood, I'm going to go ahead and let Christy handle that. Okay, Christy. Mind, please, tell us a little more background about, so how, where did this shortage come from? Yeah, well, I, too, am not an expert in blood services. I'm in volunteer services, but it's a real passion of mine. Uh, I started my kind of association with the Red Cross while I was in school and college joined a group of friends heading on down to a blood drive and have been a lifelong blood donor ever since and a one-time blood recipient. So I myself have been impacted by generous 
blood donations. Um, but the truth of the matter is that uh, the great percentage of those folks who are eligible to donate don't. Um, it's not something that everybody does here in the United States. And um, so we really do need more people to, to step up and become regular, consistent blood donors. Um, and I think also, um, you know, it, it's very um, timely. You have to make sure you have a constant supply uh, of blood coming on in. And anytime we've got large-scale disasters and things going on in the U.S., it can disrupt some of the blood drives. So other areas then do have to step up to, to meet that need and to meet that demand. So summertime months do tend to be a little less because, um, like myself, who went to a uh, school blood drive, a lot of our larger drives are at various schools. So um, sometimes that slows down a bit. So in the fall, it's time to now to have, you know, to, to renew the interest and encourage people to come on out so that we can meet our daily demands of blood. So, Ronaldo, can you tell us a little bit about some of the dangers of not having enough blood when you have these mass uh, um, disasters and things like that, when you have to, you know, try to plan for a natural disaster or plan around um, recovery? Yes, absolutely. So, um, as Christy said, what happens is a lot of times, um, you know, blood does have an expiration date. So it is one of those things. It's not like we can collect blood and then store it until the next disaster um, happens. A lot of times it's about um, being, uh, you know, being able to having donors really throughout all periods, um, just in case something does happen. And again, with disasters, we never know when that's going to happen. We never know when we're going to need uh, blood when we're not, you know, there's really, it's, it's hard to gauge. So, the idea is to have a, a steady supply of donors, donors that will come out and donate for us. Um, and again, very important if we if we find ourselves in a situation where there is a blood shortage, ultimately, you know, um, lives are put more at risk. And ultimately, you know, the Red Cross mission is to alleviate human suffering. So ideally, we want to be able to support any one of our partners when there is a need for blood. So definitely very important, to, you know, that, that we're up to date with that. Now, does, does Red Cross handle uh, disasters around the world? Is that correct? You guys step in and do things all over the all over the world. Yeah, yeah. So we have there is a international federation, of course, um, and then from there, every every country has their own branch. So for us, it would be the American Red Cross, who does support the international committee. So ultimately, it is it is a complete network that does respond worldwide. One of our listeners wanted to ask this question because they were they were they didn't know and I didn't know the answer really either. Um, there's there's mm-hmm. a lot of our blood that we collect in the United States go to overseas to help the issue, like say for example what's going on and maybe in Israel or what's going on in Ukraine. But any of our does our blood go into these types of uh, global situations? So without getting too into, oh, go ahead, Chris. Did you have this one? I was going to say, as far as I'm aware, no. Um, we have blood processing facilities all throughout the country, and there are um, transportation concerns of you know moving blood from one location to another. As um, Ray points out, it's got a shorter shorter shelf life, mm-hmm. so you want to make sure that you've got um, a close <laughs> supply of blood. So yes. Hmm. I was always was curious, even myself, because uh, the person that asked this question, they were a veteran. They wanted to know, like, where does the, if you're going overseas and you're, and you're deployed, where does the blood come from for our soldiers and people that need it overseas? Is it coming from us? Mm-hmm. Is it coming from there? I mean, because you can't, like like you mentioned, you can't store it forever. So what, how long does blood right. normally last? So how long can you store blood? 
Yeah, so, that is a great question. I don't know the answer to what uh, what's going on overseas, but I can say for um, platelets, it's about five days and just over 40 for red blood cells that it will last and mm-hmm. be viable and useful. And can you tell us the difference between plasma and blood? I know there's a, there's a, there's a thing and, and there's one thing more important. You need more donors for one versus the other. How does that work? Uh, right. Well, um, my biology degree is kicking in here. Um, the, when we refer to blood, we're referring to red blood cells specifically. And then the um, plasma is the fluid that um, makes all those blood cells be traveling along as a liquid form and um, has lots of you know nutrients and other ingredients in there. And then the platelets are those cells that help with the, the clotting factors and, and will help will, will heal. So it's all important, um, and anytime somebody's making uh, a donation, it's all going to be uh, blood donation. It's all going to be very um, essential and, and put into good use. Now, I ask both of you this question, starting with you, Christy. What can veterans stories organizations, what can churches do, what can people do to try to uh, meet this demand for blood? Yeah, well, get the word out. Share uh, information about the importance, kind of like we're doing today, the importance of blood donations and the need for folks to step up and donate blood. Um, If people are interested, they can go to our website, redcrossblood.org, and take a look and find out when the next blood drive is and when the next available appointment. And they can register today to, um, to donate. Um, um, and that would be great. Now, is it hard to find volunteers, Christy? So, uh, yes and no. It's, people are um, fabulous at stepping up and becoming a part of the Red Cross. I, um, my work focuses on raising awareness for all of our Red Cross volunteer opportunities, so not just supporting blood donations, but also supporting disaster relief. That is a really big part of what we do in the Red Cross, and it's become something, a line of service that's become more and more active. Um, Ray can talk a little bit more about some, how we specifically uh, respond locally, um, but we are, just like there's an urgent need for blood, there is an urgent need for volunteers to step up, train, and be on call to support our disaster relief opportunities. Um, most of the disasters we respond to are home fires. So um, those are disasters that happen locally, right, in our own communities, not just, you know, um, in the areas where hurricanes are going to hit and wildfires. So we have active teams of disaster responders within each community, and that's really where we're looking to to grow and raise our um, volunteer crews. Ronaldo, what can you add to that? What can we do as citizens and as veterans to help the Red Cross? Absolutely. And I think um, I think um, outside of, uh, you know, giving blood when giving the we're having the opportunity to do so, I would say maybe be an ambassador for blood donation in general. You know, before we even get to the Red Cross, we would love for you to donate with the Red Cross. But we definitely... Um, I think one of the big pushes is we we want to get rid of that um, those questions of where does the blood go to, what do they do with it, or what's going on. You know, um, essentially there's people in need of blood. You know, whether it be the platelets, the plasma, they, these they save people's lives. You know, um, 
So essentially we need, you know, again, the mission is to alleviate human suffering, and that's what we aim to do. So I would say um, be a blood amb- a blood donation ambassador. You know, um, I would uh, encourage everyone to maybe do a little more research and, and you know, how that works. You know, um, do your own, you know, your own research. That way you can feel good and pass that on to the community. You know, everyone around you, let them know, you know, blood donors are needed. We have a shortage of blood right now. Um, just kind of even sparking that conversation um, has the power to just go, you know, a very long way. Overall, I think if we were to get just that, you know, that initial kind of uh, uh, thing going among everyone, you know, out, out of our armed forces. But that's something that would be very easy to do, you know, just just kind of do some research, spread the word. Hey, let's help each other. Um, and then from there, you know, it, it just grows from there. I think the awareness would grow from that. I think once people are more educated on it, I think they'll be more empowered to come out and donate, which, again, full circle, we come back to, to helping those in need. Uh, Christy, uh, can you tell us how easy is it is it to donate blood? What's the process like? So if someone wants to uh, call the Red Cross or call a, a, a donation center, they want to donate, what's the process going to be like for them? Yeah, so once the appointment has been set up, um, it takes about an hour from start to finish in terms of coming on in, um, signing in. We have a rapid pass, which um, can be done on a cell phone, and it's a system of questions that work through the, the you know your history, um, just general information, so you can take care of that in advance before you even come into the blend drive. So, um, so you can do that at your convenience the day of. And then um, there'll be a quick medical screen of just you know, checking out your uh, iron levels and um, asking if there's any questions about your um, medical history and your, your information that you've, that you've filled out. And then um, about 10 minutes on the, on, on the table of doing the actual blood donation. And then um, we send you over to the hospitality or the cantina area where you get to have a little bit of juice and cookies and recharge and reflect on all the wonderful good that you've done. And, uh, and that's it. It's a, it's a simple, simple procedure, uh, about an hour or so of your time, and it can really have a big impact in saving the lives of other people. This is a question for either one of you. I'm not sure which one which one's better suited for this question. But who is typically your ideal donor? Who's the what? Is there any particular demographic that tends to donate more? Maybe veterans or maybe seniors or you know who's who's the people that you normally target to to get to donate? I don't have any data about that. I know that when I go to the blood drive and um, look around, you'll see all sorts of uh, all ages and all demographics of people. Um, There really is no, that I know of, no ideal. Um, We're all humans. We all have blood. Um, we do, um, you know, check for certain medications and, you know, you have to be in good health, um, uh, certain medications that, um, that may cause a deferral. Um, that's all available on the website. But otherwise, um, we've all got blood, so, so all humans. <laughs> so everybody should be donating blood. No. Yeah, as long as you're uh, in good health. Yeah, and I do want to add, um, as far as for donating blood, we have donation centers throughout the country. It's as simple as making an appointment. And then every 
throughout the country we have regions, and within those regions we have what's called humanitarian chapters. Each one of those humanitarian chapters, have they have an executive director within that chapter. If you have an organization that is interested in doing the blood drives, you would just contact your local executive director. Essentially, we would just need a point of contact and then a certain amount of donors that would sign up. So let's say you, you, know, you have an organization, you guys have about you 30 people that say, 20 to 30 people say, hey, we want to donate blood to the Red Cross. Um, we can definitely work towards having a blood drive at a set location for that group. That's so I just wanted amazing. to. Yeah, it's pretty good. Go that's information because that. that means that anybody, like a church organization, a school possibly, or America's Heroes Group, we could have a blood drive. And if we get enough, so we get enough people together, say, hey, let's all donate blood. Um, we, it's a national crisis. We need to make sure that we have blood out there for people that are in, 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 uh, that need it. Um, we can just call you guys up, and then you can. And do you guys then, from that point, take care of everything else? And we just uh, just show up to give the blood, or do we have to get volunteers to help out? How does that work? Yeah. So once the event is set up, we um, we have we work to get volunteers. So let's say let's say you call us and say, hey, you know, I have thirty of my colleagues here. We're ready to have a blood drive. We get everything set up um, on whatever agreed date. We show up. We bring the equipment. We bring the volunteers. We take care of everything. Everyone. Um, essentially, from the group, all they have to do is show up, register, donate blood, and they are all set. We will take care of everything else. Wow. Chris, anything you want to add to that? Yep. We supply the cookies. <laughs> it is all set. We do want to make it you know, easy and convenient for people. We appreciate people giving their time to donate. So um, we, we make sure that that is a smooth process for folks to be able to um, work together to put on a blood drive. Yes. It seems like it was, when you when you express the need, it seems like that we should be doing this more often as far as getting having more blood drive events because it's such an important thing. I mean, you need blood to survive. I'm thinking about people who have been in car accidents, people who are, you know, like you said, I mean, a, a fire, you know, people also, unfortunately there's like I mean, everything from gun violence to all kinds of natural disasters just in the United States alone. Um so do you, do you, have you seen an uptick in donations since you've been getting out this campaign, Christy? So, yes, we have seen an, um, an uptick in the, the blood donations. Um, we, um, it's been very positive. There's been great response for folks. Um, but it needs to continue because, as we've talked about, the, that it's ongoing and it's a constant need. And one more time, uh, Ronaldo, can you tell us uh, who do we contact if we want, if we're interested in donating blood, and what website should we go to in order to get more information? Yeah, so it's as simple as uh, 1-800-RED-CROSS. So if you dial 1-800-RED-CROSS, you will be connected with your local region, which will then um, turn you over to your local chapter. Um, And for the website, it's redcross.org. When you arrive on a website, the first thing it's going to ask for is for your zip code for your location. And again, that is going to designate you to your local region and your local humanitarian chapter as well. Thank and, you, guys. Um, oh, so go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do want to mention one thing. Um, we do have what is the sickle cell initiative. And what it does, it's, um, we do have a shortage of African-American donors in the Red Cross. Um, we, are, we would like to increase our African-American donors uh, because of sickle cell. What happens is we have sickle cell patients who routinely need blood transfusions or, you know, they go through blood donations. On top of that, there is a bone marrow uh, transfer list to identify potential donors of this. Um, and I think we're, we're doing our best to raise that awareness 
Um, you know, I just attended a, a presentation recently by one of our colleagues. So um, they are we are trying to increase the African-American uh, donor. Um, so, you know, that is something that we are trying to work on. I don't have all the details on that, but I did feel that I should pass that on, you know, on behalf of our colleagues. That is something uh, for the sickle cell initiative that I would um, encourage everyone to, to kind of look into, you know, get a little more information on that. And on that definitely note, we appreciate that. We just ran out of time, but thank you for all that information. We've got to have you guys back and also talk more about sickle cell and also those shortages and see how we're doing and meeting this need. And we'll think about even America's Heroes Group, maybe get make call on that number and doing a blood drive of our own. Thank you so much for having us. Thanks. This is America's Heroes Group. Thank you Group. for having us. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.